Hello, and welcome to Word on the Go. My name is Ben Semple from the Summer Madness office. This week we're looking at the way God works, and today we're focusing on the way God gives us freedom. Let's get into it. So far this week, we have looked at a couple of the ways God works in the world and in our lives. We have reflected on the way God encourages us through ordinary people and the way God asks us to have faith in him in all circumstances. Today, I want to reflect on the way God makes man free, free to love, free to sin, free to walk away, free to return, free no matter the cost, no matter the consequence. In Genesis, at the very beginning of the Bible narrative, God creates man and woman and sets them up in Eden, this haven of natural beauty, perfection made manifest, delivered straight from the imagination of the Almighty. And for some reason, he places a controversial tree in the middle of all this gorgeousness and makes a very specific instruction to Adam and Eve to not eat from this one tree. Knowing what we now know, that Adam and Eve would disobey God and that sin and death and disaster would infect our world from corner to corner, we can wonder why God put this tree in Eden in the first place. Ultimately, it's because God knew from the very beginning that everything truly great about the world he was making would only be possible through freedom and choice. Love and faith and hope are only truly powerful and beautiful when we choose for them. What makes the sin of Adam so powerful is that in the midst of abundant life, he chooses to disobey God. What makes the sacrifice of Christ so powerful is that in the face of pain and death on the cross, he freely chooses to obey God. In this world that God has made from the very first moment, we have been completely free to choose what we worship. You are free to worship God and Christ, his son. But you are also free to worship the world, to live for money or beauty or power or intellect. But in this world, while you are free to choose to worship these things, very often it's not a decision we consciously make. They are simply our default settings. They're the kind of worship you just gradually slip into day after day. And the world won't discourage you from doing so. Because the world of men and money and power hums along quite nicely on the fuel of fear and contempt and frustration and the worship of self. The freedom to be lords of our own tiny skull-sized kingdoms. Like Adam in the garden, the world whispers lies into our ears. The devil tells Adam that if he disobeys God and eats from the tree, he will become like God. But of course, the truth is that he will be evicted from Eden and will ultimately lose his life. What the world won't tell you is that if you worship money, you will never have enough. If you worship your own body and beauty, you will always feel ugly. Worship power and you will feel weak and afraid. Worship your intellect, you will end up feeling stupid. So you are free to worship these things. But if we knew the truth, how many of us would actually choose to do so? How many of us worship the world simply because it is our default position? In 2005, the author David Foster Wallace gave a commencement speech to Kenyon College in Ohio called This Is Water. In it, he talks about real freedom. He says, There are all different kinds of freedom, and the kind that is most precious you will not hear much talked about in the great outside world of winning and achieving and displaying. The really important kind of freedom involves attention and awareness and discipline and effort 
and being able to truly care about other people and to sacrifice for them over and over in many petty little unsexy ways every day. That is real freedom. The alternative is unconsciousness, the default setting, the rat race, the constant sense of having had and lost some infinite thing. What Wallace says here is so beautiful in the way it echoes the message of Christ, who demonstrates that real freedom, true love and sacrifice are intricately connected. When Christ says in chapter 8 of John's Gospel to remain in his word, for then you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. The freedom we hear a lot about today is freedom from. Freedom from oppression, freedom from conservative morality, freedom from the European Union and, and all that stuff. But when Christ sets you free, it is not to get all that you can, but to give all that you have. When Christ sets you free, you are free to follow his example, to sacrifice ourselves over and over and to choose to do so every single day. You are free to love your difficult boss, free to love that kid in school who is constantly on your case, free to forgive the people who have hurt you most. This is the freedom that Christ calls us to, the freedom to choose what we worship, to lift ourselves above the rat race of modern life, the freedom to choose, like Christ, the greatest love of all, that of laying down our lives for our friends. How great the chasm that lay between us How high the mountain I could not climb In desperation I turned to heaven And spoke your name into the night Then through the darkness Your loving kindness Saw through the shadows of my soul The work is finished The end is written Jesus Christ, my living hope Who could imagine so great a mercy What heart could fathom such boundless grace The God of ages stepped down from glory Sin and bad.
the prom.